and welcome to uh, finally uh, another new podcast. Um, it's been a while, but uh, we've all been quite busy, and especially with this uh, this pandemic that we're going through, uh, it's been quite difficult to uh, to get one out. But um, we've sort of found a way. Um, I've got Chris on the uh, on the FaceTime, uh, obviously because of uh, the lockdown. Um, Chris, hi. Hello, how are you today? I'm all right, you? Yeah, not too bad. A bit tired, but nothing else it's, to do, is it? Um, tired? Yeah. <laughs> are you tired? Uh, oh, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it was the big topic that we're going to talk about today is obviously COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, I know that uh, you've, got, you've got quite um, strong opinions on this topic um we're always talking about it it's just the only thing that there is to talk about in society these days uh pretty much yeah yeah Yeah. um so what were your first thoughts when the uh the news sort of broke about COVID-19 in China well I remember we first got exposed to it what early January um and I remember sort of reading it in the well, a BBC News article actually was the first time I heard about it before it actually started getting quite mainstream yeah. across sort of like global TV networks. Mm. I just remember looking at it and thinking to myself like, well, you know, it's kind of really unfortunate for the people that live there. It's unfortunate for the Chinese people. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's never going to come here. It's never going to affect us. So you sort of just scroll past it, don't you, really? Because it's not... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not really something that's going to be relevant to your life. Like, yeah, I'm interested in, you know, I mean, like, I'm very interested in that sort of field of medicine when it comes to any sort of infectious diseases and, you know, microbiology and stuff like that. But it's never going to affect us. So I nonchalantly read the article and moved on, really. So. Yeah, I, I, I never, I never would have thought it would like affect us this much. Like, I just can't believe that we, you know, we just can't, we, I, we literally, we're not allowed to go out for like a coffee, just little things like that, that we just sort of took for granted. And all of a sudden now it's just come to this, but I just, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to grasp how we're going to sort of fizzle out of this lockdown because surely we'd have to sort of coexist with this virus because it's not just going to go away just like that, you know, locked away for eight weeks and that'll be it we can all go back to you know blowing dandelion clocks in the fields and whatever you know it's not going to go yeah. back to that is it and it, what 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 do you think's going to um like going to happen initially like what, as soon as the lockdown's lifted how do you think it's going to sort of fizzle in um good question um I mean, the way that it's going to sort of hopefully follow the same sort of trend as, you know, your typical cold or flu viruses that, you know, we have, like, in everyday society anyway, um, yeah. i.e. like being it seasonal, whether or not it's going to be a case of when we come out of the lockdown that, you know, the viral prevalence in society is... Uh, is is low so there's obviously like a reduced risk of you potentially being in contact with someone that is infected mm. um i know they're obviously trying to develop this app which is a 
you know, a first an app, a first a first for the world sort of collaboration between Apple and Google to create an app that allows the government and allows um, allows society to follow like tracked information as to who potentially might be infected in your area and will yeah. alert you as to where might be in contact with someone that is. Um, that's obviously quite a quite a handy method, but. So I said to you earlier, that involves people giving private information to the government and other sort of various sources, which, you know, people don't like that today, don't like that idea. Um, yeah, you're going to have a lot of, uh, you're going to have a lot of people that, um, you know, the people that, the people that click away do not accept cookies on, <laughs> on the internet because they think that the FBI is going to come into their house and steal their well, dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, either that or they're on a diet, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, you 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 recently um you you're in you know you you're in the Open University at the moment, and you've uh, you've recently written a uh, an essay on uh, infectious diseases, and um, you know you've 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 spat a couple of no- a bit of knowledge to me recently in a comments few conversations we've had. I just want you, I want you to sort of discuss it a bit more for people that sort of get all their information from uh, social media, and not actually read about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it, you know, it can be quite frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, like, listen to family members that, you know, away from my mum, like my mum is, uh, I'm currently back on frontline duties as a nurse, um, trained up in a week to become an ICU nurse, and she comes from mental health background, so you can imagine it's very, it's very different to, like, what she's been used to in her career. Um, but, like, other people... It can get quite frustrating because people just sort of, you know, like my biggest gripe, and I know they have to do it because it's easier to say and it is easier to remember, but my biggest gripe is people um, get their information from, like, the media and papers and whatever, or social media, like what's being shared on Facebook by people that aren't necessarily, like, in the scientific community. But, like, even just little things as, like, calling it coronavirus, it's like, you know, that's just like a type of viral strain where, mm. you know, like the cold that we catch every winter is a coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, can we just be a little bit more specific for a start? Like, if we're going to, you know, we're going to take it seriously, though, let's actually start calling it by its real name, which is... COVID-19? No, that's the, that's, that's the disease it causes. Right. So it's SARS-NCoV-2. <laughs> that's the actual name of it. Yes. But that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? And it sounds first of the acute respiratory syndrome. And it does it does not it does not it doesn't you know it doesn't inject the same sort of venom and scare into people when they call it that. It's you know coronavirus just really upsets people, doesn't it? Yeah, it's well, it's no, it's just it's just because it's easier. That's yeah, you yeah. Monitor yeah. And go, oh yeah, it's um, M SARS CoV two mm. all the time when you're trying to. It's just a mouthful, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but, um, go, go on. Go. Yeah, like. Sorry, go on. Yeah, go on. No, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, like, you know, bringing us on to um, sort of the scaremongering of uh, of the media. Um, people people have mixed opinions on whether to believe it or not, but in my opinion, I think I think there is some truth in it, but also where there isn't truth, I think scaremongering does work in a sense that it's making people listen to the government. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. if scaremongering didn't work, 
you know, such as these these figures. Because, like, for example, you know, it's, it's something like f- from to the time of recording this, I think there's about 12,000, 13,000 people that have have died it, only in hospitals of the virus. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure on the figure of how many active cases there are, or not, not active cases, how many cases there have been. Um, but the figure keeps going up and up and up, but they're not taking... They're not taking any figures off the back ends of people who have recovered, so this fig- yeah, this, yeah. this figure keeps going higher and higher and higher, and therefore is a false claim of scaremongering to the public. And I don't think that's fair. I think I think in terms of if they're going to present figures, I think it should just be really the deaths. Yeah, because course, uh... you know, like, like I, I could have had, I could have had the virus and it, it would have gone, and I would have shown no symptoms. You know, I don't think they should show the active cases. I just want to, like, I just want to take it back just a tiny bit because um, I feel that like we start like talking about this, like I don't want people to be like, you know, giving feedback that oh, you know, you're sort of like, you know, you're passing it off as nothing, like you're sort of passing it off as like something that isn't you know, dangerous to society and stuff like that. And, like, I just want to make this completely clear. It is, like, it is a severe thing. It is a serious thing. And the reason why is because, like, you know, whenever you introduce, like, a new virus or bacteria to, you know, the human body and it doesn't know what it is, like, it, like, you know, as we can clearly see, it causes severe infections that, you know, then lead to fatalities. Mm. And I want to go back to, like, obviously, like, you know, I think we've kind of, like, jumped the gun a little bit. Like, this is sort of, in my opinion, kind of, like, like we need to set like the foundations first in regards to like there's a few things I'm gonna get off my chest and that is obviously when it first came to the UK, um like I'm not meaning like, you know, five or six cases. I'm like I mean like when it first started to like sort of actively like appear in like every county you know, every county throughout the UK had like a case. Like where it you know, it was clearly starting to build its way into like different communities and starting to spread. And, like, the amount of selfish and ignorant people that just completely chinned it off yeah, as nothing. Because, because, obviously, you know, I'm not saying that you need to have a degree in any medical-related science, biology, microbiology, whatever, to understand, like, you know, how it all works. Like, you can research it yourself if you want to. But, you know, coming from my sort of background, from, like, uni and all that sort of thing, where, like, you know that this thing is actually a problem yet you see people just completely you know waltz around as if it doesn't exist like going to gyms when they were open and coughing and yeah you know and sneezing and not having good personal hygiene and you know just carrying on their normal life as if like you know this was never going to be an issue so in the uk alone like we have twelve thousand deaths now and you know clearly shows that this was and is a serious thing but, like, the actual recording of deaths, um, you know, if you have it in your system and you test positive and you sadly do die while maybe potentially receiving treatment for it or whatever, yeah, you know, this, like, this goes down as a, you know, as a NSARS-CoV-2 related death, you know, like, you've died of COVID-19 um, when necessarily, like, this like this individual may have you know let's just say like old age you know one lung Mm. might have cancer might have other autoimmune diseases such as leukemia um 
you know, really unfortunate things where this is sort of just like the, I hate to say this, like the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. sort of thing. Like this just took them beyond the level that their body's capable of, you know, surviving that. And it's unfortunate. I hate it because like, yeah, people are losing loved ones. They are. But like the thing for me that kind of, you know, that kind of needs to start being said more in the media is that they need, like, they need to start talking about viral loads and potential stuff related to that when they mention people that have died that haven't got underlying health conditions. You know, like nurses and doctors that are losing their lives tragically on the front line. Mm. The reason why they lose it is because they've been exposed to like ridiculous levels of like viral concentrations. You know, I sort of equate it to um, like radiation. So like Let's use Chernobyl, for example. Like, people that were, like, at the site died within a year or two because they were exposed to, you know, unbelievable levels of, you know, radioactive uh, radioactive material. So, obviously, for them, it was, you know, it was a fatal dose, and that was it. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. People that were in the reactor at the time died instantly or within hours. Um and then obviously people that were sort of like the further away from, you know, the further away from the actual reactor they were, the prolonged the effects of the radiation over time sort of meant that they potentially could have died 15, 20 years later from a cancer related to the incident, you know? Yeah. So like these, so these people that have got underlying health conditions, like let's start, you know, let's start breaking it down. Like all I'm asking for is a bit of transparency, like a bit of like, you know, let's actually start understanding, you know, what circumstances these individuals died under. You like you can label it as COVID nineteen, but like, who were they? Like, what were the underlying health conditions? Like, what sort of exposure did they potentially have to the virus? Yeah, you know, it's all well and good saying someone died because they stood behind someone that coughed a bit. Mm. Like, it's just you know a bit of transparency, a bit of like understanding to it all so that like you know the nation isn't but i'm seeing people um you know i'm seeing people like generally like really petrified over this like completely petrified yeah and, like yeah you know i understand you've got to have a level of caution because you have to you have to abide by what the government's saying sorry i've got proper bad wind man with me a second. So obviously, with all that said, um, obviously a big reason that we've got all these uh, these things in place from the government is to, as they say, flatten the curve and put less strain on the NHS. Um, you know, I've I've seen I've seen on I've seen on Twitter and Facebook and stuff they're building a, you know, a building a, a makeshift hospital on the Millennium Stadium pitch. For an example, you know they they use an IKEA to uh, put hospital beds in, so there's more beds for these patients. But is the NHS? It's a bit of a controversial topic, but is the NHS really under that much strain? Um, in London, yes, yes, I would say in London they're probably having, you know, an issue when it comes to uh, just the sheer like volume of people that would. Eat. You know, be infected in that area um, that mm. require uh, critical care and actual attention from 
nurses and doctors um, in Wales. Mm, I really don't want to go out on a limb and say this because, like, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. But people will put two and two together and be like, oh, where did you get your information from? Like, all of a sudden, like, can land people in, you know, like, like, I can land people in trouble for like, you know, having spoken to me about things like this way. Like, I know someone that works at the Gwent, and I know. I know someone that works as a nurse, so mm. you know. Let's just let's just say that, like, the reason why we've got these um, these units at the Millennium Stadium and wherever else she said is because they are classified as step down units. So that essentially yeah. is for people where, um, and like, I think the thing that like the public needs to realise is that like it's like it's not being built because like they've got like two thousand people waiting to go into an ICU ward, for example. Mm. Um, it's for people that have gone to hospital requiring that actually need treatment yeah. to then be placed into these places afterwards just to free up beds, just in case there's someone else going in. It's not saying that there is going to be someone going in that bed. Yeah. It's just because they want to make sure, like, it's a, it's a precaution more than anything. It's not because the NHS is being absolutely, like... Yeah. strangled by its balls like it's like it's not like but but it, it would it, not, it would be not it would be nice for the it would be nice for the media to make that apparent straight away because all you see all you see on these front pages is this is this but they're not going to are they because, no they're not no because the media like 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 that doesn't give a good a story like no. like then to turn around and go yeah we've opened the <clears throat> we've opened up the dragon's i don't know what's called dragon's heart hospital mm. in the Millennium stadium because the NHS is being choked, you know, like it's this bad now that we've had to, you know, create 2,000 beds out of thin air. Um, you know, the NHS has been completely and utterly, like, as I said, strangled by its balls. Like, yeah. like that sells, like that actually gets people to listen because, like, people are then thinking, oh, God, Jesus, like, we're in a really bad situation here. And, like, we are, but, like, that's what I mean. Like, transparency in the media isn't going to happen. Like, it is not going to happen no. because... We need people, and unfortunately, like, and I am going to go out on a limb here and say this, and I don't care if people, like, you know, really dislike me for saying it or they have an issue with it, but there are a lot of stupid people in the UK, a lot, a hell of a lot of stupid people, like, ignorant, like, um, uneducated people that just go through life, like, in that sort of one-dimensional direction, and, like, everything on the outside doesn't matter to them. Yeah. You know, how many people do we know, for example, that have like complete nonchalance to most things in life? Like they only ever care about what's inside their bubble. So yeah. for them, like you need to make them understand. And in order to do that, you need to you need to give a story that that creates a sense of doom and gloom because they will hopefully listen to that. Like you go telling people like that that there's actually not that much of a crisis when it comes to the NHS at the moment. Yeah, and they might all of a sudden go, "Well, fuck the lockdown rule, uh, rules." I'm sorry to swear, by the way, but like this is an adult podcast. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> screw the rules. I'm going to go and see my friends because clearly the issue isn't that bad. And then, and then you're you're, you're setting yeah. yourself up for yeah. potentially a bad situation. Because yeah. these people are the ones I'm talking to that continue to go to the gym when mm. it was just sort of like really becoming an issue in the UK. These are those people that were like, oh, everyone's going to get it with that nonchalant attitude, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's just a cold, it's just a cold. These people, you need to scare them because they're that stupid, they won't understand. They won't, they yeah. won't listen to because... people that just say, oh, can you please do this because it you know, potentially might help. If you say, please do this because it is helping, 
is a you know is a different different kettle of fish. Yeah, and it's like you know, like I said, I said it the other day to you, like it's it's that the government are not only governing the people who are sensible, like ourselves, who who understand the concept of the of of all this. You know, they they are governing people who just who just don't listen, who who try and find little loopholes to try and get round things. And if you treat everyone with the same you know, a level playing field. It's like it's like in schools, you know, when you've got a class full of kids and, you know, one kid is acting up, you know, that that, that ruins it for the rest of the day then for all the kids because you've got to treat more the same. You know, yeah, yeah. If, if one kid acts up, it reflects bad on the whole class and it's the same. If one yeah. person act, acts up in society, it's a ripple effect to everyone else and therefore, you know, visiting your family, that gets taken away from you. You know, visiting... You know, or going to work that gets taken away from you because people are trying to find little loopholes to try and carry on with their normal life, and they're they're just trying to get into us that life isn't going to be the same for a while, and a lot of people are struggling to adapt to that. Um, and it is it is having an effect on a lot of people mentally, you know, and that that's another huge topic that we need to discuss. Yeah, like sort of sticking to what um, you've just been saying though. Um, yeah. I'll use my dad as an example, okay? He isn't going to listen to this. He's not going to mind. Um, my dad, heavy smoker. He's got COPD, um, asthma, um, you know, like one of those guys that has, has pretty much just had, um, uh, uh, you know, it will be fine sort of attitude to it um, ever since it started to sort of appear on British shores. Um, and the only time he actually listened to me about this was when I called him and I and this was like this was during the lockdown I said what are you up to and he said um oh nothing my mates just popped down and seen you for cam and I'm like hang on a minute like your workplace have put you off work because you're vulnerable yeah you have these conditions your friend is still going to work and interacting with people and doing this and doing that yeah, he's come over. And I said to him, I was like, Dad, like, if you get this, like, you will die. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, like this is from a man that wakes up in the morning and can't breathe and coughs for 10, 15, 20 minutes straight every single morning because, you know, of the crap that he puts, in, you know, he puts inside himself by smoking. Mm. Um, you know, and I said to him straight, I said, if you catch this, you're dead. Like, there is no way that you're going to how to fight this off it's not a cold it's not a flu but people like my dad you need to be harsh mm. and that's kind of like the point that the media are trying to well the point i'm trying to make in regards to the media and the government you have to be harsh because people listen to the harshness yeah people won't listen to the truth because the truth might not be as harsh as it currently is being portrayed to be but yeah going back to the mental health mm. that you just said like yeah that yeah that is a massive massive thing that's gonna you know slowly sort of like work its way into the sort of mix of you know the lockdown quarantine situation um if it already hasn't because like yeah mental health is clearly going to be an issue for some people in this current crisis yeah because i mean you know because if if you imagine if we had the figures for the people who have who have taken their own lives recently because of this yes because of this lockdown, that's not going to count as a COVID secondary death, is it? Because obviously they're never going to know. Yeah. 
you know, and the, the yeah. de- obviously the death rate could be far, far more because of this whole pandemic, but we'll just never know. And it's, it's, it's sad that a lot of these people, they, they, the, 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 the one thing that gets them through the day is that human interaction. And that's just, been, yeah, that's yeah. just literally overnight. That's just been taken away from them. And that's got to be so difficult to, to handle, you know, I get, I get really angry, almost to the point where, like, I'm kind of, like, fuming, really, that I understand that, like, like the lockdown procedures are in place, okay? Mm. People are allowed, like, an hour a day or whatever to get out, exercise, go for a run. Yeah. Yeah, I see on Twitter people shaming people sat on park benches. Yeah. Because apparently they're not exercising, they're not actually sticking to rules. Yeah. And I think to myself, what if that person has got has got a genuine mental health problem. They're mm. on their own, in isolation, in quarantine. They're struggling. Yeah. Okay? They're really, really struggling. They need to get out. They need to get some fresh air. They need to sit down. They need to, like, sort of become at one with their own thoughts. You know, this is their only escape. People, for example, where they have children who might have disabilities, where, you know, like, if they don't get that little bit of freedom to go outside... Mm and maybe just sit in the sun, like, it has a massive, massive, huge knock-on effect to mental health of that individual and then the family that have to deal with it. Yeah. But people, but people, people in this country are so ignorant that they have, that they think they have the right to judge other people for being sat in a park away from everyone on their own, being labelled as, what is it, this, Covidiot hashtag, right? Covidiot, yeah. Like, how dare you? Like, how dare you do that? Like, why do you think you've got the right to do that? Like, you don't know that person's story. You don't even know their name. You know? Yeah. That that might be the difference between that person killing themselves because they just don't see an escape from this and they're suffering so bad with the loneliness and the fear of you know, potentially catching it, not seeing their loved ones again. They might not even have loved ones. You know, that there has stopped them from doing that. Yeah, you think you've got the right to go and prosecute them because they're not running or they're not walking or they're not taking... You know, everyone's like their dog. Like, a dog is a get-out-of-jail-free card, isn't it, at the moment? It's like, oh, I've got a dog so I can go and do what I like. Yeah. Well, it's not, is it? It's not a get-out-of-jail... Like, 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 you're cussing the people that are going to sit on benches in parks to get a bit of, you know, to get a bit of time in the sun... With, you know, as I said, with their own thoughts, but it's all right for you to go and do whatever the hell you like because you've got a dog. Yeah, like, no, that does make sense. You yeah. know, but you know, but if you, you know, if that, that obviously that's one, that's one. There is no buts. Yeah. No, no, no. What? No, no, no. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna challenge that because that's a, a completely valid point. But what I would say is, like, people, people would use that example. Right, use that example of oh, you know, these people. You don't know what these people are going through. They sat on park benches. They'll use that example to go out on bank holiday weekend and sit in a in a in a park. You know, they brought their towel with them. They're sunbathing all day. But that's yeah, but is a difference but, to that. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. But pe- people like like you say, the ignorance of of some of the people in this country. They'll use that as a loophole to be like, oh, well, I can be out all day because it's good for my mental health. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, very fine then, line. Yeah. True. So true. It's so a very true, fine true. line, and and that's and that's and that goes back to why I think you know the, the government they they are being very they're being very very strict on their 
on what they're saying because everyone's trying to find loopholes. Going back to the loopholes again, so, you know, yeah, yeah, it's such a difficult thing to. Um, it's such a difficult thing to govern, and then with the police, then they've got these police have got these new laws. They've got to they've got to try and implement just overnight. You know, the, the, they. The, yeah, um, sorry, but in yeah, um, that's fine. They are a lot of these police forces are taking it a bit too far. Um, like hand, ha- like hand, hand on heart, I can turn around and say that you know, like in my opinion, some of them are taking it way too far. Like I've seen video, like, I saw a video of. Um, four officers that basically broke a guy's door down because he refused to let them in because they were not wearing any PPE. So they had no masks on, um, no gloves. Um, He refused to allow them entry because uh, a neighbour called them because he was playing loud music, so a disturbance of the peace, whatever. Um, He refused to let them in. Um, They asked him whether or not he had people there. He said, no, I don't. I'm just listening to music. I will not let you in until you've got... You know, you've got the adequate PPE on. Uh, they didn't listen to him. They broke down his door. They came in, broke the two meter, uh, the two meter contact law um, with no with no mask, nothing on. So if they had the virus, you know, they were asymptomatic, had high high viral loads. Uh, potentially, they just killed someone um, simply yeah. because they, you know, they wanted to gain entry to see if this guy had people inside his flat. Yeah. Um, and I think that is absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. How like like those like those officers, who by the way their faces can be seen, they can easily be identified. The second he said to them as they barged in, "You've just literally put my life at risk." They all of a sudden magically get these gloves out of their pockets, put them on. Yeah. No masks or anything though. No masks and like like they're literally like within the two meter radius that obviously the World Health Organization has deemed to be you know an adequate sort of distance to protect yourself from someone, and they've just broken it. Yeah, yeah, they'll get away with it, and why? Because they're police officers. Yeah, it's 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 uh, that's actually that's actually a mad uh, example because they're they're literally breaking the law that they're trying to implement at that, at that time. Yeah, yeah, literally, and they've also broken this guy's door. Why? Because the neighbour was complaining they, uh, that he was playing loud music. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it is pathetic, mate. No, no, it is honestly yeah. pathetic. They are they are questioning why people are out on their own front gardens. Hmm. You know, they're questioning people that are having their own barbecues with people that live in the household. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's but so, so they are checking people's shopping to make sure that they're not buying, you know, they're yeah. not buying bloody chocolate digestives that they're only going out to buy the essentials. I, I would, we, we, it's, it's good to point out now that, that it's, these are probably, you know, isolated incidents, very, very minor isolated incidents. But it's still, but it's still happening, yeah. Because, still happening, because, yeah. Because, because these, because these are people that are meant to protect us. Yeah. Oh, of course. I'm not. You know, uh, you know I'm not. I'm not dumbing it down at all. Yeah. And I have, you know, I have, I have spoken to people that I know in the police that, um, that, that, that completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just make it clear, like it's not happening around here. Like I haven't seen any, you know, stuff like this going on in yeah. um, sunny South Wales right now, but. I mean, an, yeah, an, like, an, I mean, another, another, another example is is, um, but obviously, it's no no fault of the police. We're away from the police now. But um, my my nan, she lives in a in a in a cul de sac, and um, there's 
there's two houses on the end of a road and they're quite they're quite friendly very friendly to each other um not to my nan but these two houses to each other um and every day like my nan she's she's 80 years old bless her she's got emphysema of her lungs she is you know if she gets it like your dad she has got a very high risk of of being very ill with it um so she's stuck in all day so she look she looks she's she's usually looking out of her window and what does she see she sees the kids from these two households out in the street playing with each other yes you know and the and the, you got you got these two par- you got these parents then of of these two houses leaning over the fence talking to each other while they can see that their four or five kids are out playing in the street contaminating each other and you know I, I don't know where I stand. I, I know where I stand with it. I, I, I believe they shouldn't be doing it. I think they should be inside or they should be out in their own gardens, isolated, because that's 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 the rules that have been implemented. So my nan, she call she calls the police and says, Look, this is happening, this is happening this is happening every single day. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm calling up because I wanna I wanna report it. The police then came up and spoke to them about it and I haven't actually heard from her since. So um it'd be interesting to see if they actually stuck to that. But also, there's um, a bloke on the other side of the street goes over to one of the houses. The man comes out, shakes his hand, gives him a hug, and gives him a bottle of wine. Yeah. And like, I just don't get how these people do not just watch the news. Do you get me? Like, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, for that, yeah, for that I it's absolutely everywhere. And you still that 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 was that was last week. It's absolutely yeah. everywhere. That you know. All, all of the all of the rules and the laws, and th- yet yeah, they're still shaking hands with people. Yeah, but that's what I mean when I said that there's insane. a lot, a lot of stupid people in the UK. A lot. Of, there's just so many. There's so many of them, especially where we Like, but it's people like that. It's people like that that are not taking it seriously, which is going to prolong the process of people like us that are taking it seriously, and it's frustrating. Like, there are people that I, that I that I never, never expected to be as just stupid, ignorant, and just completely, like, nonchalant as as how they've reacted to, like, this whole situation. Like, I completely agree in that, doing that. And I, I just like to point out that, like, you know, like, it is inexcusable for, like, you to allow your families to go and mix with each other just because you live next door to one another. Like everyone is in this together. Like everyone's in it together. Like I can't even go see my dad. You know, mm. yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like like I've gone to like go for a run with yourself, do some sprint training on a big open pitch, right? But that's just me and you and we're so far away from each other that like, you know, it's just it's just completely negligible. Like it's just not it's 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 just not a risk whatsoever. Like this is the same like the same effect in essence of like living with someone who goes to work but still lives with you and then you go out for a run with them like 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 yeah. the government has said that's okay mixing like kids together and like you know using the excuse that you live next door as like a reason if you like have gatherings no like everyone's in this together like i like i can't even go see like my other friends i can't even you know like i, I just can't see anyone at all like it's like this is something that we all have to like dig in deep and sort of do as one to get yeah. out of the other side, to be able to get back to a sort of like reasonably normal society, but with idiots like that, like 
I got no time for them. And like that's like like that's the exact reason why we're having these debates as to why the media, are, you know, aren't being transparent. It's because of thick people like that. Like it's like they need, like they need to be scared because like as I said before, like they're so stupid that they don't understand anything. Like yeah, you know. And and do, do you know what it's just like? We we are we we give we're giving the British public an absolute shell in today, but it's it's just nice to get it off our chest. But and which that, which is good because yeah. I'm sick and tired of like the actual media just yeah. you know like I used to like, like like I really like listening to talks about sometimes because they're like really honest with like their opinions on mm. certain members of the public and stuff like that. Like who come onto their show, like they will absolutely destroy them if they just speak stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you know like the media can't can they because they'll get shelled by these stupid people. But it's like you know let's be honest. Like I think everyone's kind of like. I think everyone sort of had that same sort of opinion that like, wow, like we actually do live in a country full of full of idiots that are more interested in their social media feeds than you know than life or death, and that is yeah. so true, by the way. Like, yeah, like you know, like do you... how many people are using this sort of opportunity to you know like study like sell stuff on social media and stuff like that? You know, like just yeah, absolutely. It's all the same, isn't it? I'd be ashamed. I'd be ashamed. I'd be ashamed. <laughs> that's just me. But yeah, um, when um, when the uh, when when the first announcement came out that there's going to be a full lockdown and the all the pubs and gyms and cafes had to shut like immediately that night, the amount of people that 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 was on social media going, "Oh, I'm off off to spoons for one last piss up." Yeah. Like, how stupid can you be? Like, 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 it's as if they went, oh, okay, well, it's not locked down yet, so therefore I can't catch it till tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's as if like Chuck Norris stood at the gates of the UK and said, like, <laughs> you know, you know, let's, 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 let's call it by its real name, like, hey, MSR's cool, be man, do you mind, uh, like, do you mind just giving it a couple of hours just so you know? Yeah. Like Harry and Tom can go. Like, sorry to use your name. Yeah. Um, so that Harry and Joe can you know, go and have one last pint of piss pool 199 yeah. Carlsberg on Weatherspoons, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I remember walking this on, 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 like, either a day or two before it was announced we were going to go into a lockdown. And, like, I lasted half hour before I had to leave. I was like, like, like there were people coughing, like, people just mixing into grain. I just thought myself, like, yeah, this just isn't right. Like, there's actually a global pandemic on right now, and like, you're more interested in, you know, getting smashed at Weatherspoons and then cutting some steaks on the box in Lloyd's and Newport, for example, than actually, you know, like putting two and two together and going, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like, you know, maybe I might actually pick some up here and spread it on to people. Yeah, it's no. just, ah. Uh, and and do you, you and, go on all day about it. And do you, do you know what, right? Yeah. We've been talking for like forty minutes now. And like, it's felt like five minutes because it's like there's obviously that much to cover about people's stupid, you know, yeah. stupidity, media transparency, like the actual effects of the illness and stuff like that. Um, you know. Uh, do, do you know what? Another, I was going to say another, like another big annoying thing that that has come out of this as well is the amount of people that have come out and said, "Oh, I'm never ordering a Chinese takeaway again after this." you know fuck, yeah, fuck the yeah. chinese how like how stupid can you be i'm i'm sure these 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 people that own these restaurants and takeaways who have lived in britain for 20 25 years are just as angry as you are that they've lost they've lost money from their business and potentially lost their business for good yeah exactly. you know and no, it's, it's so true. 
just just because so just be, just because they their origin is China does not mean that they started the virus. No, and for, and for you to it's say, true. oh, I'm never ordering a Chinese takeaway again, that's fucking racist. Yeah, fuck it. Is, it. I don't. It I don't is. care. I don't care um, who you are. If you say, oh, oh, the fucking Chinese started all this, you, you know, the the country China started it because their government lied, but the Chinese didn't start it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, and um, you know, China should face the repercussions of 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 this ordeal. Eventually, when it all settles down and like the world starts to return a little bit to normality, they should face an absolute mammoth um, sort of attack of prosecution from yeah. all these countries that they have, and capitalise they because you know like let's not beat around the bush. They have caused this. It was their lies and their incompetence. And their sort of belief that, like, they had the right to cover it up to, like, protect the, you know, the, like, the pride of their own country. Yeah. Could... And now, look, it's, it's, it's cost the lives of thousands and thousands and thousands all across the world. Yeah, because initially they said it wasn't airborne, didn't they? Like, something as small as that, that's, that's one lie that they said. They, initially they said it wasn't airborne and it was, it was manageable. Yeah, they said that um, they said that it couldn't be transmitted between humans to humans. The World Health Organization, who also who also are responsible for the deaths of all these people, like the World Health Organization, are responsible for the death of all these people too. Hence, why these people that are slating Trump for pulling the plug on funding. Yeah, I can understand. This is a bad time to do it, man. Like. They need all the funding they can get because they're trying to dig themselves out of this hole. And they know they're in a hole. Mm. The guy that runs it, um, Dr... Oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the, like the head of the World Health Organization. Yeah. Like, he's got the lives of many, 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 many people on his on his hands. And I know that's a harsh thing to say because like, he might not necessarily have ever you know, envisioned this occurring. But yeah. he took the word of the Chinese government. He did not send... He did not send his own people to investigate he did not press it he did not get the advice of the un he did not go forward and ensure that they were not lying yeah and now look at it you know i like this is a very similar situation to chernobyl itself and how the russian government reacted to chernobyl Mm. they tried to like they they tried to initially make it out as if it was nothing to worry about. And then when they did slowly start to drip feed information, they still made it out as if it was nothing to worry about. It was only when people were buying mm. in, in large amounts and that other organisations were like, hang on a minute, like we're picking up radiation 100 miles away, 200 miles away, that they ended up having to you know, succumb to investigation. Yeah. And the truth was actually brought out. And it's the same with China. Like, as I said, hashtag... China lied, people died. It's true. But also, hashtag, the World Health Organization lied, people died. They should both be taken, they should honestly both be taken to prosecution over this because every single death in the UK and worldwide is on their hands. They had the opportunity, they had the opportunity to nip it in the bud when people or doctors or medics in that area or that province where it first started to originate and maybe in little other pockets of 
China that it might have existed too, um, had the opportunity to nip it in the bud and they did nothing about it. They just brushed it under the carpet. They, they, they forcibly shut up people that knew that this was something a little bit dangerous that could yeah. potentially have repercussions for whole mankind. Those people that tried to leak information got taken away in the middle of the night and never seen again. Mm. You know, they got hushed up and they've been doing that for too long. And they need to get prosecuted for this. They need to. That people saying they're not going to buy Chinese takeaway foods is just stupidity. But your anger at the Chinese government, the more people, the more people that are vocal Mm. and speak out about this, the more the world will listen. Can you imagine if the entirety of Twitter turned its head against them and demanded the truth, demanded that they become prosecuted? Yeah. You know, the whole, like the whole world opened their eyes and realized that it's not just China, the World Health Organization too that these guys are responsible for all these deaths. They had the chance to nip it in the bud. They could have. They could have. They could have closed down the borders there and then. Back when it first, you know, when it was in really, really small numbers, they could have solved it. They could have sorted it out, prevented it from... But no, they allowed people to carry on travelling around the world, infecting different pockets of, you know, Europe, America, wherever. Okay, they allowed it. They allowed people to come to their country as well and pick it up and then spread it all. Like, they single-handedly destroyed the whole world economy now, yeah. if you look at the actual economic side of things, like Asia are are struggling far, far, far less economically than the West. So they're slowly pushing the power towards, you know, like people say the West are, you know, the most dominant. But I believe it's sort of six, like sits in the middle, doesn't it? Because you've got like oil and other sort of like various natural resources that, um, it, you know, make the East very, very, very valuable. And then obviously like we've got a lot of economy on the West that sort of balances it out. But that power shifting, yeah, and they need to be taken into account for it. And like, I will be amazed if they get away with it. I will be amazed if they do not have to at least compensate every single nation on earth that they have essentially brought their economy to the ground. Yeah, do do you think? Do you think? Obviously, that's that's the very early stages of it. But then, when it when it came back into the UK, do you not think that the the lacklustre sort of um, response from the the UK government has sort of had a, a massive effect on the death rates because no, because no, if, if I don't no I don't no but if it's... no no but if you look at Germany like Germany's they've you know they've they've, they've had le- you know less than five thousand deaths they 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 got a higher they've got a higher population and they've had less than five thousand deaths whereas yeah, you, you, you look at us compare, but you can't compare economies mate like you yeah, like like you yeah. can't compare countries. Um, the vast, like, 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 the vast majority of deaths and infections come from London. Like, there are very, very little countries on earth that have the popula- uh, that have the population density of London. I would, I would actually go ask you to check the population density of London, compare it to the main cities in Germany, and then come back to me. Um, people can't keep comparing like how the UK is, um, as opposed to Germany, as opposed to the US, as opposed to Sweden. Like, no, they didn't like they didn't dawdle like they didn't dawdle the whole herd immunity thing that they were trying to sort of like implement in my opinion Mm. is like um is like quite a valid way to maybe combat it because when we come out of this lockdown it's like it's not just gonna magically disappear like this is going to be around until there's you know a suitable vaccine um but people that keep thinking that like yes i'll like like yeah like the whole ppe shortage is like you know another issue where like that's not actually the case for the entire UK. Like the like, like the media will say that 
there's a massive shortage of PPE. Yeah, there is, I think, for, like, specific regions, again, like London and places like that. Mm. But overall, like, like in the UK itself, like, there's not this, you know, a severe shortage as, you know, as, as it's been made out to be. One thing I will say that the UK has been um, very, very noticeable over is testing. Yeah. That, for me, is something that, you know, that they could have done a lot better. Yeah. They should be doing a lot better. Yeah, because I guess but the actual response, like, what did you expect them to do? Like, well, I mean, you know? I mean, just, I mean, just implement things a little bit quicker. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it took it them, like, you know, like, how, like, we, we called, we called for, like, I, I had mixed, I had mixed views on this at the start. I, I thought initially schools should have stayed open just because of the, um, like, where, where would the frontline staff go? But obviously, that has since changed, and now there's, there's these. I'm working on these hubs now that that are. Uh, that for these frontline workers so their kids can go there in a safe sanitized environment while they go off to work so that's fine but i think now looking back i think schools should have shut a lot earlier and i think gyms and cafes and pubs should have shut a lot earlier because surely yeah, surely yeah, some yeah. surely someone in that cabinet would have seen this like you know would have seen the 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 um you know the future of this disease like four or five weeks down the line you know they, surely they would have seen that and thought right well we need to we need to take drastic action now to limit the deaths and i think if they did that we would have we would we would be sitting here today discussing seven thousand deaths not twelve thousand with all that said now um like you say it's gone on for about 50 minutes this podcast um i think now it's, it's important to end it on a positive note and just sort of just highlight some things that we've seen that have been a success in this lockdown, um, either from the people or from uh, the government. So have you got an example? Yeah, so um, for me personally, I want to say that I think one of the biggest positives come out of this situation is um, people just spending more time with um, people that mean something to them. I mean, I know that not everyone is in a situation where they're living with their family or living with their, you know, with their partner. But like the amount of people that I think maybe might have neglected one another, you know, away from the situation who would put other things before them, um, you know. Yeah. Now they're kind of in that situation where they've been forced to, you know, put the gym to one side or put whatever their other hobbies are to one side just to, you know, just to be able to have that raw time with someone that they maybe might have sort of fallen away from slightly. Um, yeah. If you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know where I'm coming from, just, just, just that ability to sort of like maybe build relationships again. Yeah. Actually find like ways to enjoy yourself with that person. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think as well, you know, this, this, this with people obviously being off work and reduced hours and what have you, you know, they sort of, the things that they've done had around their house or that they've been putting off for so so long because they haven't had enough time or ever like the amount of the amount of like refurbished gardens i've seen this week has just been ridiculous like <laughs> like people are like transforming their sheds into like hot tubs and stuff like that it's just yeah yeah it, it must it must be so nice for them just to just to be in their garden drinking away you know tunes on with their families just doing a project and yeah you know like that like like that tin of ron seal that's been in that shed for years <laughs> yeah. mate yeah yeah it's been you there know? for 25 years it's still in date 
It's just been in that shed for you know for years. Yeah. Finally, finally found, you know, find found a, a, a find a, you know, a plank. Yeah, yeah, a plank of wood, rest in peace on you know. Yeah, and also like another another positive is, like the the, the you know the only the only contact with the outside world that some people some people may have is social media, and the amount of people that have you know they they've they've bit bit you know they've bitten the bullet and just recorded themselves like with a message or like recording themselves on TikTok or whatever, just doing something that's completely out of their comfort zone. Mm. That must, that must be so good for their sort of, you know, like mentioned before that their mental health and, you know, their confidence, you know, just, just, just to be forced to do something, not forced, but like feel like they can now do it because they're not going to be the next day. If they go to work, they're not going to be like, Oh, why did you put that on, on Facebook for? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like well, it's like chippers, isn't it? Like, yeah. lots of chippers has found a way to, you know, has found a way to, you know, utilize top top. Is it top top? No, TikTok, <laughs> isn't it? Top tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it? Oh no, I'm thinking of TikTok. Sorry. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but yeah, if you know, if, if we if we can focus, if we can just focus on the positives and just keep 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 in our in our minds the laws that we need to abide by then all of this will all be over we'll all be better people when we come out of it you know just i'm just look i'm just looking forward to the first the first time that people will be allowed to you know go for a coffee or go to the go to a pub or whatever you know it's going to be such yeah, a nice feeling yeah, i can't wait and the the more we stop we stop abiding by these rules the further away that's going to be you know we're going to we're going to be the first the first pub trip might be christmas eve at this rate not halloween you know, um, if it does go that far, but um, yeah, yeah, I no, I, no, I completely agree. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end um, my sort of side of things with a little one minute speech, little maybe one or two minute speech. So a few shout outs I want to make. So I want to shout out to Bor and James Milner for uh, you know really really providing some fantastic you know banter during this time. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out to Captain Tom, who um, still hasn't answered my question on Xbox Live. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that you've been big time now and everything, but you know, just remember your roots. Just remember where you came from. Um, yeah. And also, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to end with um, old Justice for Night, Justice for the Ninety Six. The day marks the anniversary of Hillsborough. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. a somber time for us all. Yeah, and just think of those families right now that are in, you know, that are in this situation. Yeah, you know they they've you know I mean I'm I'm sure that they've all had traditions that they do every year, which is maybe yeah do, yeah. do a walk for them or you know go to their favorite place, which you know their loved ones who have died their favorite place and they can't do that. No, exactly. But hopefully, those loved ones that are looking down on them today. And obviously, the loved ones that people have lost during this pandemic yeah. are looking down on their families and their friends. And hopefully, they can give them the energy just to keep going, just to keep sort of, you know, just to keep the faith, to stick to the rules, to stick to what's being told of us and expected of us yeah. in order for us to get through to the other side and become stronger as a nation. Yeah. And also, um, it's my brother's birthday today. So, happy birthday, Sam. He's 27. And, uh, this is for him.
Happy birthday to the new town kid. New town kid. Right, that's it. See you all later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>